0: Well, praise the Lord. There's a fountain flowing for the soul unclean. Who's got an unclean soul? There's a fountain flowing. Amen. Um, and at one stage we all had that. But the fountain cleansed us. And the fountain's still flowing. So if you mess up, if you uh, fall back into sin, or mess mess up altogether, then there's still a fountain flowing. And you can still plunge in. And avail yourself of its cleansing power. Praise the Lord. So we're in 1 John chapter 2. So uh, we're reading through 1 John and it's a very powerful book and um, there's so much in it and we obviously won't cover all of it but we'll just look at certain things as we we go through it. So we looked at chapter 1 last week and here we are in chapter 2. So let's just Uh, exegete, now that's a theological word which just simply means go over and examine um, the verses my little children, verse 1 these things I write unto you that ye sin not so he's telling us here that we can't sin we're not supposed to sin we shouldn't sin so don't sin so they're in trouble already amen because we've already seen that if any man says that he doesn't have sin, then he's a liar. So we can all come, and put our Sunday, go to church, meeting face on, and look nice and pious and poor faced But we all know that we're not as holy as we project. Amen. We're not as uh, clean, living, and you know, sugar sweet as we pretend to other people. Uh, and you know, you may have come in this morning and had road rage. <laughs> I wasn't driving this morning, so I'm free from that. Although my son tells me that I've got, an, I've got a problem with road rage. <laughs> Praise the Lord. But anyway, uh, he says that you sin not. But then he says, and if any man sin, in other words, if you do sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. Now we're all, Seen that advert on TV, have If it matters to you, it matters to Digby Brown. <laughs> Amen? Because um, if you have a problem, they'll, they'll sort it for you. No win, no fee, or whatever. But if, if it matters to you, it matters to Digby Brown. Uh, so um, there you are. But he says that we have an advocate with the Father, we have a lawyer, we have somebody who represents us at the highest. Uh, judicial level of all, which is the throne of God the Father, and that advocate doesn't charge. There is no fee. And you always win. Amen. It's because, you, because he is God's beloved Son. And if you mess up and God the Father's looking at you and says, Who's that? Look what they're doing. Jesus said, "It says, It's okay, they're with me oh that's okay then, forgive them that's how it works okay, now we're not being glib, we're not being uh, you know, blasé about it, but what it means is that when you go to the throne of God and plead for mercy and grace it's not just going direct to to God the Father, you have Jesus seated at his right hand saying, remember I'm I'm their advocate, I'm their lawyer and the Father never refuses Jesus, does he he never says well i don't care if you're their advocate they've messed up real bad this time and i'm going to you know hit them with a thunderbolt that doesn't happen because we have an advocate and jesus will stand and plead your case if he has to amen in that good news and he will argue with his father if he has to but he doesn't have to praise god because we are god's beloved sons and daughters. But there's still that legal side of it. That's what you have to see. It's not based on just, well, God loves us, everyone's okay. He's not just a big cuddly daddy god in the sky. There is a legal base to the fact that you and I have forgiveness before him. Um, and there's a legality to it. So praise the Lord. You know, um, there's a lot of things in life that we just go about our business, but there has to be a legal basis. You know, when you bought your house, if you bought your house... You didn't just say, well, you know, uh, i am just got the keys, I'll just move in. You, you had, there has to be legal documents, doesn't there? So that if somebody chaps your door and says, that's my house, you can say, well, "Oh, hold, hold on a second, I've got the deeds. I've been through the legalities. I've got a, an advocate. And if it matters to me, it matters to Digby Brown. <laughs> so, you know? So anyway, praise the Lord. We have an advocate, and it's, it's good news. And it says, and here's another big theological word, he, and he is the propitiation for our sins. He is the propitiation. <laughs> See, I managed. I managed. I know you're trying to trap me. He is the propitiation for our sins. And what that means is, he is the atonement, the atoning sacrifice. He is the one that satisfies the wrath of God. Because again, this is about legal stuff. This is about legal matters. God's wrath was towards sin, towards us as sinners. But Jesus said, I'll stand in their place. I will take the wrath on me. I will take the punishment that wrath demands on me. And so John tells us here, the Apostle John, he is the atonement. He is the one that assuages the wrath of God and takes it on him so that it doesn't come on us isn't that good news and not for us only but also for the sins of the whole world again it was john that wrote this verse here god so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life god so loved the world now i'm not going to stand up here and argue Calvinism versus Arminianism. I'm just going to say what the Bible says. God so loved the world and Jesus died for the sins of the whole world. Amen. Now not everybody's going to avail themselves of that. But thank God we have today and that's why we're here. So it says and hereby we do know that we know him if we keep his commandments. Amen. Now his commandments it tells us elsewhere are not grievous they're not you know you have to um you know say our father you know a thousand times a day and you know all that striving and religious in fact we're going to look at what the commandment he's speaking about is. he says he that saith i know him and keepeth not his commandments is a liar and the truth is not in him now in the old testament days the old covenant you had to keep all the commandments and I think it was 600 and odd of them, and of course nobody ever did. Except one man, and that was the Lord Jesus. Amen. Mm-hmm. Now we're in him, so God regards us as being uh, commandment keepers. But not because we kept them. Not because we uh, keep them today. But because we're in him. Amen. We're covered by him. He is our passport. He is our certificate. He is the one, because we're in him, we are included in God's mercy, grace, and love. So you're a liar, though, if you say, well, you know what, I've never sinned, I'm not a sinner, I'm a good person. You're a liar, whether you're a Christian or not. And some Christians like you to think that they've got wings, amen? But it's not wings, it's just a shoulder blade sticking out. So, you know, just because you do good deeds doesn't make you righteous it's just a simple fact that righteousness in god in this new covenant era is a free gift given to us because of the lord jesus christ so praise the lord so then it says here uh, whoso keepeth his word in him verily is the love of god perfected hereby know we that we are in him now what he's talking about with all this is the commandment that jesus gave us to love one another because the bible says love is the fulfilling of the law if you love somebody you will not steal from them you'll not um you know do anything bad to them you'll not lie to them you will simply uh fulfill the law because you love them. Amen. Because love does nobody any harm. And of course, the, those elements of the law where we break the law, we break the law of God because we don't show love to people, because we show hatred or violence or we abuse them. You understand? So that's why Jesus says, love one another. As he has loved us. So that's the commandment that we need to keep. And, you know, it's not those 600 and odd ones that are in the Law of Moses. It's just simple. Love one another. Love God, love one another. That's it. Okay? So if you stay in love, and it tells us this, if you stay in love in this book, if you abide in love, you abide in God in this epistle. Whoso keepeth his word, and him verily is the love of God perfected. So what he's saying here is, if you stay in love, if you keep loving one another, The love of God will be perfected or completed in you. You see that? And it says, hereby we know that we are in him. He that says he abides in him ought himself also so to walk, even as he walked. And what that's simply saying is this, is that if you say you're a Christian, if you say you're in God, then you ought to walk. Your walk ought to match up with your talk. Amen? Amen. Now you say, well, mine doesn't. Well, then in a sense you can say, well, whose does? See, it's not just about doing good deeds. It's not just about living, you know, what we would think, holy lives. We are to live holy lives. But it says, we ought himself also to, so to walk as he walked. So we're supposed to walk as he walked. But then that takes us right back to verse 1. If you sin. If you don't walk the walk, and there's times we all slip up, isn't there? We have an advocate. You know, I I know people uh, who they really live a lot of their lives through lawyers. Everything they do, there's a lawyer involved. Amen. It's not. It's not a good way to live. But I, I know one man who's made a lot of money suing people. And always getting lots of money for him and so you know in a sense, having a lawyer in speed dial you know is a good thing if that's how you live your life and if you're in business very often you have to do that anyway but we're in the business of life and that means that we walk as he walked but if we mess up if we stumble we got a lawyer and speed we have an advocate on speed dial So very quickly, and that's why I keep saying this, that if you do sin, if you do fall away, if you mess up, don't let it keep you away from God. Run to him when you do, because you have an an advocate. You know, and as I said, Digby Brown and other lawyers, you know, they, they want you to call them when you get in trouble because it's money to them. But Jesus is not looking for money from you to be your advocate. Amen. But he's always ready to represent you and to uh, reconcile you with the Father. So, yeah, walk the walk, but when you don't, you have an advocate. Brethren, I write no new commandment unto you, but an old commandment which you have from the beginning. The old commandment is the word which you have heard from the beginning. That's love one another. Amen. Now, if you want to obey God today, you want to be an obedient Christian. Then start loving your brothers and sisters, because it's easy to say I love God, I'm a Christian, you know, I'm so close to God. But if you're someone that nobody can talk to, if you snarl the face off people, if you're not approachable, if you're not hospitable, if you don't show love, then how do we, know, you know, how do we know you're a Christian? Jesus said, "By this shall all men know you're my disciples." One thing he said. Not because you can quote the Bible, not because you can sing hymns, not because you're a great preacher, or all these things. He says, they'll know it because they'll see the love. They'll see the love, and when they see the love they'll know. And when they see the love and they know, they'll listen to what you have to say a lot more readily. Amen? So, no new commandment. It's the same thing. God doesn't change his mind. It's not, well, love one another was in fashion last week. But this week we have a new emphasis. No, no, no. Love one another. And again a new commandment I write unto you, which thing is true in him and in you, because the darkness is past and the true light now shineth. Well, he's saying, well, it's not a new commandment. I write no new commandment. Verse 7, then verse 8 says, a new commandment I write. And we think, well, he's contradicting himself. But actually he's not, because if you understand what he's saying, he's saying the old commandment, is the new commandment? It's the same commandment. Things don't change. The commandment is love, and it's just like you know we say that thing: uh, meet the old boss or the new boss, same as the old boss. Nothing changes. He's saying the old, the new. There's no new commandment, but if there was a new commandment, he's almost the same. And the new commandment is. True in him and in you, because the darkness is past and the true light now shines. And then he explains that he says, He that says he's in the light, oh yes, I'm a Christian, oh yes, I love the Lord. He that says he's in the light and hates his brother is in darkness until now. That's why he, he's talking about love as and the difference between those who love and those who don't is light and darkness because if you love your brethren and your system, you're in the light but if you hate them, well, I, like, I like them, most of them but see that, see that in there, oh no, 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 but you're still in the darkness. He that loves his brother, verse 10, abides in the light and there is none occasion of stumbling in him. Amen? Isn't that a wonderful truth? What he's saying is if you love, or scandal, if you love your brothers and sisters, you're in the light. So, and here's another thing, love is not just a feeling. It is really a spiritual force, but you can step into love by deciding to do it. Does that make sense? It's nothing to do with I find it hard to love sister so-and-so. Or I find it hard to love him. I know he's a brother in the Lord, but, well, that's because you're functioning emotionally. Make the decision to do it, and the feelings will come, and the, the gooey, warm, oh yeah, do love them after all. That'll come. But make the decision first. He that loves his brother abideth in the light. He want to abide in the light. Love your brother. Love your sister. Love the brothers and sisters. Um, you know, I remember there was a man said this, if you could only love enough you could be the most powerful person in the world because love has you know love is indestructible love is stronger than death and of course you say well it's easy to, it's easy to love Jesus isn't it, it's easy to love Jesus it's easy to love God it's easy to love Father, Son and Holy Spirit but see that in there well, you know, the Bible says if you can't love that one there or don't love that one there, then how can you say you love God? Because that one there is his son, is his daughter. Amen? So there we are. We need to be people of love. And as I said, that we do that intentionally. He that hateth his brother, verse 11, is in darkness and walketh in darkness and knoweth not whither he goeth because that darkness hath blinded his eyes. Do not be in darkness by hating your brother. And I'm not talking about despising them and all this. I'm just talking about if you if you have these resentment feelings or whatever, do not have them. Shun them. Throw them away. You know, there was a, uh, a death, a tragic death yesterday. Just down the road in the high street. A uh, group of boys... And one boy, I believe he was about 17, I'm told, stabbed another boy in the chest, 14-year-old, from Baylesson. And the wee boy died. Now, over an argument probably about something very trivial, very probably trite nonsense, just teenage boys arguing about something. But tragically, one wee boy, 17 year old, you're a wee boy, I know legally. Had enough hatred in him to take a knife and plunge it into the body of a 14 year old boy. And it's a tragedy because it's two lives rude, isn't it? And also, all the family, the siblings, and everything else, their lives will, will, will be devastated. And why? Because there's too much hatred. In the mm-hmm. world, and that's why the world's a dark place. We've been speaking a lot about this recently. That the city of Glasgow, when I was a boy, I used to get to Glasgow and it was great. I'd spend all day up and down, uh, you know, from Argyle Street up to Hall Street. I'd walk up and down maybe if I had to more than once. Now I struggle to, <laughs> <laughs> to to walk up to Hall Street. I like, but your children are not safe. Adults are not safe in the city centre these days. Why? Because darkness is on the face of the earth. Because hatred. And there's so much hatred in Glasgow, isn't there? There's religious hatred, sectarian hatred, political hatred. And you know, you can, you can have a strong view, but the minute you allow your view to cause you to step over into darkness and hatred, then you've stepped out of the light. He that says he loves his brother, he that hates his brother, I'm sorry, he that says he's in the light and hates his brother is in darkness. And if you hate your brother, you're in darkness. I write unto you, little children, because your sins are forgiven you for his name's sake. You see, we need our sins forgiven. Thank God we have that, but we need to walk in the light of that and walking in the light of that means that we love one another because we understand you know we look at people and say oh, they're, they're they're terrible they're horrible but we forget we're the ones with the plank in their eye and you want to attack the speck in your brother's eye so forgiveness If you can be forgiven, why can't you extend that forgiveness to your brother and sister? I write unto you fathers, we'll just cover this bit very quickly, because you've known him that's from the beginning. I write unto you young men because you've overcome the wicked one. I write unto you little children because you've known the father. Now, there are three stages of spiritual growth here. We'll just cover them very quickly. They're not in chronological order, and there's a reason for that. Um... It's actually going backwards he says fathers they're mature christians it says you've known him that's from the beginning and young men which is cr- being a christian for a while because you've overcome the wicked one and then little children babes in christ because you've known the father when you first get saved you have this um joy that your sins are forgiven that you know god and you know the everything seems the skies are bluer than the you know and the, earth, the glass is greener because you've entered this whole new realm of being a Christian and you see the world through those eyes and you know the Father now, you know God now um, so there's different stages of growth spoken of here and then he says um, fathers, you've known him from the beginning young men, you're strong, the word of God abides in you and you've overcome the wicked one so he's talking about different stages of growth in this passage then it says love not the world neither the things that are in the world if any man love the world the love of the father is not in him now that doesn't mean you say you don't enjoy and love we were up in calendar the other day and it was wonderful uh friends of ours on loch lomond we we love that don't we we love the scenery the mountains uh, he's not talking about that. He's not talking about loving the world. You know, because if he's talking about that, God so loved the world, then God would be in the wrong place, wouldn't he? So he's not talking about loving the world um, and love being in the world and enjoying things of the world. He's talking about loving the evil world system. That's what he's talking about. Amen? The things of darkness in the world, we could say. God loved the world we're to love the world and that we're to love the people and we're to love creation and we're to love uh, the nations but we're not to love the world as it attracts us away from god and that's what he's talking about here he says the things in the world if any man love the world the love of the father is not in him all that is in the world the lust of the flesh the lust of the eyes the pride of life these things." draws away from the Lord. He says, These things are not of the Father, but they are of the world. Then he says, Verse 17, The world passeth away, and the lust thereof, but he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. It's easy to lust after things that pull you away from God. And it's not just talking about sexual lust. You can have a lust for prestige or recognition or all these things. The pride of life. But he says that he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. And we'll leave it there. But what is, we'll just examine this very quickly. What is the will of God then? The will of God is what we've been looking at. To love one another. To live in love. To walk in love. To to be perfected in love. So that even sometimes, you know, we say things from the pulpit here that are strong, uh, and sometimes we, we we have to contend for the faith and we have to say strong things bring a rebuke even to governments and so on but it's all in love if you step out of love you step out of God and you step out of God's will and you step out of God's purpose so he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. who wants to abide forever I do amen which means that you will always have eternal life and you will always have an eternal reason and purpose and significance in God's kingdom so we want that he that doeth the will of God abideth forever so do the will of God folks and that means why don't we actively practice love this week not just on brothers and sisters in Christ but on our neighbors and our family and and even people we don't and here's here's the test are you are you walking in the love of God Can you show kindness to someone who you don't like and especially if they don't like you back? Can we step out of that and step into a place where we say, I'm walking in love towards this person? The Lord bless you, folks. Let's finish in prayer. Father, we just thank you for these truths, deep truths, Lord. But Lord, love is very strong and very deep, but it's also very simple. So help us to walk in love, love one another and lord that includes not just our brothers and sisters in christ but our neighbors people around us even people we don't actually like or don't have much time for help us to be lovers of those people father and not despisers. and walk in darkness help us to abide in the light and abide in you forever in jesus name amen how deep the fad That he should give.